On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by cardiologist Dr. Paddy Barrett, chatting all things cardiovascular disease. The way I look at this is that the the two statistics that everyone should really be aware of is cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death globally and in most developed nations, but it's also the most preventable. 90% of it can be prevented at an early stage if you just follow the right steps and formula. So I look at it as a, a scary opportunity. As ever available on all podcast platforms. On this week's Big Tech Show, you might not think it could happen to you, but our guest this week explains how a significant number of Irish people may be falling victim to romance frauds online. Victims can feel a misplaced sense of shame. People can blame themselves. They feel embarrassed. And so they don't want to tell family, friends. They don't want to report it to the police. In some cases, of course, the victims are already in relationships. They're married. They have an extra reason to keep that quiet. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Platforms. This is an Irish independent podcast. We were chatting away and I was going to say, look, it's different to when, say, someone like me playing in my career when I get an injury when I'm 24, 25 and I can't train for six to nine months. I said, like, you've got like 15 years bank of playing 100 matches in you know, 100 test matches, all the trains. You've seen the scenarios. It's almost like a Tom Brady type thing. And it was interesting. I think he kind of. I'm not sure. He says he usually takes two games to get back up to speed in, in his own mind to get to, to playing top. He says that's what he thinks he needs. And I said, I'm not sure it even takes that free anymore. And I didn't get much fight out of him, to be honest. And I think he probably, it was interesting to hear him say that. The World Cup countdown is underway as Ireland prepare for their first warm-up game against Italy at the Aviva Stadium on Saturday. That means that the left wing is back for another season and we are delighted to be chatting rugby once again. Will Slattery here with you and I'm delighted to be joined in the studio for our kickoff by Luke Fitzgerald and Rory O'Connor. Welcome back, lads. Good to be here. Um, Rory, are you ready for the grind to kickstart again? I know you've already been out of the High Performance Centre a couple of times, obviously the first game this Saturday. You know, well, like this summer, it never felt like rugby stops. It was one of the weirdest off-seasons. I don't know if it was because I didn't go away that much and I, I, I worked through it, but with the 20s kind of having its own window, I actually ended up in South Africa covering the final and the hangover from the 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 Heineken Cup final and the Sexton ban, Woody, you know how that the whole saga that dragged on, it really felt like that it was a twelve month season in in some ways. And I'm not complaining about that. Like it was really interesting. There was lots of interesting stuff going on. And I'm really really looking forward to this World Cup. I think more than any that I've I've covered before. There's so much, you know, so many big games so quickly. Even these warm up games to see who the squad's going to be. Ireland being in such a strong position. And the fact that the rugby championship is, is already underway, and we're going to talk about that later, and, and the, the All Blacks look like they're back, and the fact that the side of the draw, Ireland, they're on, is, is so loaded. Um, and also, then the other side of the draw with the chaos that's going on with like Steve Borwick naming a new squad every week and Eddie Jones scratching around for a result. It's really, I, I think, you know, every World Cup, every Six Nations, they say it's the most open ever, but this World Cup feels like um, there's so many storylines going on. There's so much going on. I'm really looking forward to it. And I think. It's going to come on us very quickly. It, you know, it's, it, it struck me this already yesterday. That, you know, it's August today. It's next month now. It's so close. We've been talking about it for so long. Yeah, just under six weeks. You know, give us a bit of a scene setter, maybe from your, you know, being out with the Ireland squad. Like a lot of people listening to this might not have read or heard from the players at all, and maybe the, this weekend will be their first kind of experience mm. to, to see them. Like, how would you kind of assess or describe where the team is going into this game, or, or how they've been preparing the last couple of weeks? Well, look, they've, they've kept a very low profile, so. Other places have, you know, obviously matches in the Southern Hemisphere have been going on. There was some some matches last weekend. England have done a lot of press and Borthwick's been out, you know, on a bit of a charm offensive. What a joy. I, I know, well, like, he's, <laughs> he's making an effort and they're, they're, and partly, part of that is kind of pushing tickets and stuff. But 
Ireland kept it so low profile. They didn't do any media f- for most of the first block of their training um, stint because they didn't feel the need to. They 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 opened up in the in the high performance center at the end of the week before last. And what was really clear was the fact that they're you know they swing from one to the other, but th- this time they're going. The ball is here. We're not just running. They we're having the ball in every session. We're doing. We're not going to be athletes out there. We're not going to be you know gym bunnies. We're going to be. Um, ready to play from the off that we're we're working on our skills working on a game plan I think what they have over other teams and France have this as well and Scotland would have it as well to a degree although they've just lost Stuart Hogg is that they have that continuity so Farrell knows the bones of his squad and you know they all know the game plan there's no one in there who's never been in an Ireland squad or, or worn a green jersey they've all either played for Ireland A Emerging Ireland or, or Ireland and they've all been in squads before so it definitely is the sense from what they're saying to us is that they're fine-tuning, that they've had the ball in their hands the whole time. It's not going to be like 07 where they were over-conditioned or, dare I say, 2019 when I think they got the balance of their conditioning wrong as well. And they, there is a, a real determination that these, because they've won last year warm-up game as well, that they will hit the ground running in these warm-up games, that they will perform, that they know what they're doing, they know what they where they want to get to and they're going to perform. Look, I mean, we, we we won't know what until we see them next Saturday, and really we, we won't know anything until they're in France. But you can you can have your season, your whole thing derailed by a bad warm up game. You know the Italy game in, in 07 up in Ravenhill where they needed O'Gara in the last minute to, to dig them out of a hole. England in nineteen, so these games don't matter until they do. You know, yeah, even Italy in twenty nineteen, Joey Carberry went down and probably changed the course of his career potentially. Mm. It's, fun, it's funny that game both seems like not too far. Like long ago, and then I'm like, well, there was a global pandemic between the last the yeah. World Cup and this one, so there was a, a kind of a good chunk of time. Luke, you've obviously been in the, these World Cup training camps yourself a couple of times. Can you give us a bit of an insight to what the players would have been experiencing over the last? It's a long held, you know, preseason. Yeah, it is, and it's it's interesting. We bring up the um, the the kind of Southern Hemisphere teams. I do think this timing really suits them a lot better than the Northern Hemisphere sides. I think there is something to that, in that they get to play their was always tri nations, but obviously they're they're. Um, uh, their rugby championship I now. I like they've before. had warm-up match feels to them. What I've watched, I haven't really been overly. I know well, it's because they've, I think it's been South Africa. Kind of didn't they do a bit of uh, squad? Yeah. They kind of they're, they're, look. There is a little bit of preparation always that goes on the year of a World Cup, but you can see. Some teams, I think, have done it really well. I, I think South Africa will get it right in time. I think they've just got great resources, good coaches. You know, they know what they're doing there. Um, and they'll be good, even though they haven't gone great so far. They haven't really hit the heights. Um, not surprised to see New Zealand getting it together. Um, you know, I think uh, Australia is the one that I think that was the big concern, wasn't it? Eddie Jones coming in. I just, just not really not sure about him anymore. I just think, you know, the... A lot of the stuff that went on with England, I might have to eat humble pie on this one in, in, in a couple of weeks' time, but they are on a good side of the draw. Um, but I just feel like, you know, a guy who couldn't keep his staff together with England for the, for that period of time, just not a good sign. It really isn't a good sign, even though some of the players do seem to love him. He has, he has a few favourites um, that kind of sing his praises all the time. That is an awful start that they've got off to. Um, first 25 was was decent against New Zealand, but after that, it, it was a bit, it was a collapse, you know. So things not looking good there. But coming back to, the actual question, and uh, no, I just I am interested. I wanted to, I did want to cover that because I do think it's a bit of an advantage for them to have their 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 championship just a little bit before, and then they get to take a little break after it, and then they're 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 running like they're kind of straight into it. It'd be almost like having your Six Nations and then three weeks to get all the injuries settled. You know, maybe you know look at a few game plans. Yeah, you know what worked, what didn't, and make the changes, and everyone's ready for international rugby. Whereas it's different in the Northern Hemisphere, and this is to, to circle back it is very, very difficult to get that conditioning right. Like, what do you do? Do you try and, do you take a risk 
um, with, you know, leaving the ball out of training for a couple of weeks and make sure the conditioning is right. And then hope that you get through the group stages and all of a sudden you're finding your, your, your kind of second gear, if you like, you're kind of kicking in uh, to, to exactly the type of conditioning and position you'd like to be. Um, you know, and I think that's been the thinking for, for quite a while. Ireland don't have the benefit of being able to do that this time. Uh, by the way, I don't think that's the right way to do it. It's been proven on a number of occasions it's not the right way to do it. The ball in hand and actually playing rugby situations is what, this is what the, the Irish guys have been doing. I bumped into a few of them um, and had some good conversations with them. Rhodes is exactly right in, in terms of what they've been doing. It is the way to do it. And I'm hoping that they will hit the ground running off the back of the, the new type of training or this 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 uh, more modern type of training. Um, Ireland don't have the, the, the luxury of being able to do that with the group they're in. They just can't. They have to hit the ground running quickly. So uh, I'm glad to hear that they've changed the kind of mindset and the thinking a little bit around the fitness side of things and that there wasn't just kind of strong men and endless running. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's focused, it's targeted, it's building on the foundations that are in place at the moment, exactly as you said. So um, I'm hoping that it works for them this time around. The feedback is very good. They seem like a really happy group. Like I bumped into, um, I bumped into a few of them actually over, over, um, over the summer uh, in kind of random spots actually um, but uh, Jack Conan and uh, and Robbie Henshaw who I met briefly we were having, I was having a coffee with my wife and they were walking by I think they just come out of camp but got the sound out the lads I hope they don't mind me saying but they were really they were in a happy place said the squad is is very happy uh, the ball as you said kind of situational stuff but like doing fitness obviously because you do want to get the fitness levels up um, but it's that kind of stuff that they've been doing um, and they seem to be in a really good place and felt confident was, was what I got off them so um, I'm hoping that that's how everyone else in the squad feels Yeah right so that's the kind of maybe the physical preparation what, what do you think the mental prep might have been because obviously you know I was texting you a lot about this kind of in the off season about the Leinster, kind of how that season finished and like, you know, ha having listened to some of the press conferences, I was wondering had it been addressed publicly anyway because I didn't see them and I know they have subsequently Caelan Doris who had a good piece about him talking about it at the weekend. Do you think Andy Farrell will need to have done much work with Gary Keegan to kind of address that or do you think they would have just turned the page and kind of said, this is Ireland focusing on the World Cup. Do I actually want to go back over and kind of dredge this all up? I mean, Luke may be a better place to answer this actually, but like, I, I think the experience of last summer when they lost La Rochelle, then went into camp, went to New Zealand and won a series, shows that maybe there's a template there. And while this defeat was arguably more damaging because of they were even further ahead this time and, and the fact that it was a home and everything that went with it, there there is, I do think there's a sense, even though there's a lot of the same players and the style of play is not markedly dissimilar, I do think it is a different environment and they are able to almost park their, their Leinster stuff when they get to the Ireland door and we were talking to a couple of the Munster players today Craig Casey and Ty Byrne and they're a bit more you know <laughs> they're a bit more strutting around the place at the moment because they've got the medal in their back pocket and they got one over Leinster and I think that stuff really just I don't think they feel the same way about it but yes when they come up against bigger teams there's get that question mark is now back I think hanging over some of the players even though it is a different team and they will have to address it and I'm sure the players, the Policon's been having a lot of one-on-ones. That's one, something that's come out. The Policon's basically pulling forwards aside and having one-on-ones. And I've no doubt that when he chats to James Ryan and, and Caelan Doris and all these guys, Caelan Doris actually said he, he's gone to, for a therapy session or a mindfulness session with his dad, who's a, who's a psychotherapist. Both his parents are. And he, he goes to counselling and he's been very open about his kind of how seriously he takes his mental prep. But I'm sure O'Connell, who has incredible, incredible emotional intelligence and knows what it's like to try and bounce back from defeats in his own career and has suffered disappointments and highs and lows and all that stuff. I'm sure he's been checking in with them to make sure um, that they're going to be okay for the World Cup. But it's such a big event and it, 
I think they're well able to park it. I don't think it's going to linger in. I don't think it's going to seep in. I don't think it will derail them in the way that that England loss did. You know, I know that 19 was such a difficult year because England broke them in the first game and it just, they had so many dents, but they all happened in green jerseys, really. You know, I know the Saracens final fed into that narrative, but really it was Ireland that went astray. I don't see it really seeping in, but there is a danger of it, I think. What's your perspective on that? No, I think... um you know, it's kind of a different setup. I think, I love the way Andy Farrell goes about his business, I think, mentally. Um, I'm sure Gary Keegan is feeding into that behind the scenes, but I just feel like he deals with these things head on. I think he doesn't try and shirk them. I think he has a very positive mindset and I like the way he seems to be able to get, I feel like he gets the real essence of things as well. Do you know that stuff where, like, I, I love that th- thing where he was saying, you know, they kind of thrive in um, chaos, uh, chaos yeah, yeah, and adversity. You know, they were kind of saying they're actually like, he's nearly looking, when, when something kind of out of the ordinary or something that, that that's not in the plan happens in the build up to a game, he was he sees it as an opportunity so for people to He must have loved that Lara Shell win then. It's made things much more <laughs> difficult. He was delighted. It has, it has. No, but I, do you know what? I think there's something in that, Will. I hadn't, like, that's a that's a real, that's really kind of flipping, isn't he it? The mindset the that you normally have. Yeah, but I think it's it's embracing it as well. No, it's that's like, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I was not the first person to make the comparison between the bus being late to Edinburgh and how much the former but coach but the dwelled thing on is, that and what Andy Farrell kind of puts forward anyway. But the great oh. thing is, it's not it's not discounting. Like, uh, it, like the, what I like, it, it's kind of, he still is, um, they're still unbelievably well prepared. Do you know what I mean? Like, so there's still, the plan is still the same as Joe Schmitz. But if something does happen, I feel like he's perfectly positioned and I think he's the right guy uh, to be able to adapt the plan and to get people actually believing in, well, this is this is okay. It's fine. This These things happen on the journey. Um, so I think that it, just in terms of that La Rochelle thing, um, there will be a little bit of hang up there, but I don't think that's any... I don't think there's any badness in that. I think Leinster actually needed that medicine again. Um, I think um, the semi-final to me was really poor, poor form by Leinster against Munster. I think uh, that was that was bad selection. It was it was you know you just when you're in you're you're, you're coming back to these kind of things. I, I think it was good for them. I think it was good medicine. I think they'll be well prepared and they'll be really really hungry coming into this. And I also think there's other factors there. Like I think you know, we're probably going to touch on it, but the 10 battle, like Crowley looks to be in, you know, mentally in a very strong position. Uh, I think that's now a battle between him and Ross Byrne, but that's no bad thing. Um, I think Sexton as well makes a massive difference to this team. And, and I think him actually being out and getting the three-match ban, I think it's actually a good thing because I don't think, I was I actually chatted to him and I, I said to him, I actually don't think it matters to you at this stage of your career. Like, you know, it's not like, because uh, we were actually, we were chatting away and I was going to say, look, it's different to when, say someone like me playing in my career when I get an injury when I'm 24, 25 and I can't train for six to nine months. I said, like, you've got like 15 years banked of playing 100 matches in, you know, 100 test matches, all the trains. You've seen the scenarios. It's almost like a Tom Brady type thing. And it was interesting. I think he kind of, I'm not sure. He says he usually takes two games to get back up to speed in, in his own mind to get to, to play in top. He says that's what he thinks he needs. And I said, I'm not sure it even takes that free anymore. And I didn't get much fight out of him, to be honest. And I think he probably, it was interesting to hear him say that. Um, so I would actually be quite bullish on him. I think he actually might be coming in at a perfect time. And I think it might preserve him if we can get through that quarterfinal. The quarterfinal is still, in my, I think we get through the group, but I think it's, it's, whether it's whether he's hitting top form at that, we need him mm. top form for that. Yeah, I think it would, be, it would be remiss of Farrell not to have, and I'm sure they have. They've poured over it to see what, and like, does O'Connell ring O'Gara and say, "Come here, talk me through everything," because O'Gara, at the end of the day, you know, he's got a new season, and also he's he's an Irishman and a good friend of Paul O'Connell's. Goes, 
Why? How did you do this? How How did you stop these? Like Leinster, what was it? How many times did the backs touch the, the outside backs touch the ball in the, Some in the game? Some of them didn't touch it at all. It, like, like not at all. They, I think they denied. Two passes, I think they denied. Like, I mean, and also, I think what Farrell and will be alarmed by, but will also think, well, they wouldn't do this in green. But you know, the fact that they went into their shells and and kicked the ball away so much and didn't play the game on their own terms, they stopped. Do you get the same challenge they, as Skelton and Body though? Anywhere else? If you play Australia, South Africa bring that. I think. I think only skeleton. Well, no, body, body yeah, the two, yeah. the, they're not, like not, twin. Not the exact. Plus, plus, really, Antonio, who's who's enormous. Yeah. Like, you know, but you do. I think South Africa bring a lot of that. They but do, then yeah, Munster yeah. have just beaten the Stormers in the URC final, and also, you know, the box. Are, sorry, when the box brought on the, the bomb squad in the second half against New Zealand, I thought they really got on top. I actually. Missed the first twenty minutes of the New Zealand South Africa game, and well, I came into the, the game. I know, <laughs> but I came in. <laughs> and I, I, I was trying to find a pub yeah. in Cape Town to watch it in because it was it was the oh, morning. Yeah, it was right, the morning. Right, it was right. after the final, and I came in and, and I was looking at Twitter, going like, the All Blacks are back." And I was like, "I know they're seventeen 0 up, and I you know, we just seen a game where seventeen 0 oh, South Africa is, will be good. Is, to is up, definitely. South Africa were really good in so many ways in the next forty minutes. They dominated the collision zone. They just made mistakes, and New Zealand defended quite well. But I was like, South Africa are not that bad. They've, they've had a bad start here away to, away to New Zealand, and, and everyone knows how bad that is. But again, off topic, I think I think what Farrell will do is he'll he'll make sure there's no scars. He might address it with Ross Byrne. He might have a quiet word. Maybe I mean he's been ruthless. He's maybe he just backs Crowley. But there, it's that, that decision making. Sorry, the reason I mentioned those two guys is is because the game was lost at the rook from 30 minutes on. Like, like Leinster had to commit an unbelievable amount of bodies just to get the ball out of there. And they were still losing it at times. Um, so that's why the outside backs don't touch the ball. That's why. Because you have no one else spreading the pitch. You have no one else occupying any of the defenders. It means the line speed from La Rochelle can be, they can race up at you. Everyone gave Rosper an unbelievable stick, but there was no option to suddenly. If you look at those periods in the game where there was 10 Leinster guys around a rook, having just like five of them in one rook right next to it, then they, there was no one out. They had to play a short ball to try and get some momentum again. Another five guys into that one, it was still slow. There was no options for him. Like I I, I thought he got, he it was it reminded me a little bit of his English England stuff um, um, in, in, in 19 where the pack got completely demolished and you're out half like Johnny Sexton does, like no matter who you are Bowden Barrett I don't care who you are Dan Carter if your pack gets that badly demolished you have no chance nine and ten are, you're, you're absolutely goosed now they didn't make unbelievably good decisions but it's bloody hard when you have no one outside you in good positions. They weren't because even then guys weren't even in good positions because the ball was slow. So that's why no one touched the ball. I, I think to come back to Ireland, which is what we're really talking about here. Um, I don't think they'll end up in that situation. I think they'll be. I don't think they come up against as big a challenge. Um, that re, I, I, like I just think La Rochelle sit in that sweet spot for Leinster. They're just really awful for Leinster to play against, uh, just in terms of the the, the personnel. Um, and I just think that they don't come up against the exact same type of challenge. There are some very similar challenges in South Africa and France, but not the same. And I think Ireland have a few extra bodies there that will help them deal with it. And I think the coaching staff will help them deal with it better too. Like La Rochelle could, could win the World Cup if they're in it. Like they, they, they yeah. have, yeah, they, yeah. they are possibly the best team in the world in terms of they're almost because they're cherry picked from all different parts of the world and put together, which no international team can do. And I think that like. Losing to them, there's no shame in losing to them. It's just the fact that when you do it three times in a row, it it's becomes like Man a bit City, of an Man issue. City, would any would any international football team beat Man City? Not no, I think the balance, the balance is more I know, I'm saying, I know it's more in football, but still, it's um, that's, I just to, to compliment your argument, I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, they'd be really, I, no one would want to come up against La Rochelle. They're a brilliant yeah, well, team. Well, it's such an interesting mix of players, as you say. There's you know, Australians, mm. South Africans, Samoans, you know, obviously a cohort of French players as well. Just to take it back to Ireland, how do you think Andy Farrell was selected? Seen to the three warm games. Like 
he doesn't often give out you know cheap gaps. I was reading your kind of teal piece today, which yeah. I, I agree with a lot of it. I expect him to pretty much pick his full team for the first two games, and then potentially Samoa rest some of the frontliners for Romania. I think he'll spread it. I think so. O'Connell said today that he expects all forty-one players will play across the three games, which I think is really surprising because there's only three games. That's two hundred forty minutes to go around between forty-one players. Obviously, it's forty-two man squad. Sexton suspended, so. Um, I was a bit surprised by that. I mean, it means Jamie Osborne will get his debut. Caelan Blay will get a go. Um, the three players that did media today, which means they'll be involved, are uh, were Ty Byrne, Craig Casey, and Jack Conan. So, like, they're three pretty strong yeah. players. Casey, obviously, is largely being seen as third choice nine, so he'll, he'll get an opportunity either from the start or off the bench. But that's an indication of what kind of team we're going to get. Like, Ty Byrne's a first choice player with fit. Jack Conan is always in the twenty three. Potentially first choice, you know, having got over his medical issues, maybe to give Doris the, the run the next week. Um, I was a little bit, you know, some some lads will get five minutes or 20, 10 minutes off the bench, and that's all they'll get. And I do think that, as I said earlier, the squad is largely decided. There's just yeah. a couple it, of decisions around the back a, three. I think it's quite a straightforward squad to pick. I, I actually have 10 names written down and nine guys I think are being caught. So I, I give them, I think. Go for it. Okay, we'll have to put on the spot here. <laughs> right, you know, so Tom Stewart, I'd say, will probably be at edged out at hooker. You know, yeah. Kieran Treadwell or Joe McCarthy, at least one of those, I'd say, will be dropped. I think Keen Prendergast will probably be cut. Caelan Blade, I don't think Kieran Frawley will make it. I think Stockdale, Nash, and Osborne are all vulnerable. And then McCluskey, I think, is on the bubble, depending on whether they go with an extra forward or an extra back. Yeah, they could go Frawley and, and leave McCluskey because Frawley covers two positions. Because um, yeah, he's got and and uh, Bundy. Yeah, and yeah. Like they're all there. Yeah. Like, and, and Jimmy you know. O'Brien can cover 13. I, I think that, that sounds about right to me. Like, I think all, all of those... I just got in the bus coming in. Like, I didn't think like, it <laughs> very long. Though. I know. It's, yeah, but, like, but that's it, what I'm but saying. But like, like, you think about where Ireland are compared to some of the other... Now, so you've, you have to draw... That's, uh, yeah, that's a good thing, I'm saying. Stable. Like, in, I have to draw a stable and have been building the boards this for four, for four years and have been making decisions with this in mind. And really, we know where they stand with... Really, we, we, we can pick 30. I mean, obviously, we, have, we could have a Devon Toner moment and we'd be really surprised... But largely, we, I think we know what the, the 31 of the 33 is going to be. And really what you're making decisions on is your, your third choice 12 and, you know, your, whether you carry an, an extra back row and stuff like that. It's not really what's going to impact. Whereas if, like with England, like you just don't know who they're going to bring. Yeah. You know, like it's such a strong position to be in. I, I think those, like, you know, if Stockdale has a really good warm-up period, he'll get in because he's such an incredibly talented player. But, he, but, he, but, but I don't think he will because I think he's coming from too far back. Yeah. I was surprised he really got in there ahead of the He likes him though. So, he does like him. No, I think he, but he has such attributes that you know they're trying to get back to the level of you was at 18 but I just can't see him getting there I mean Osborne could shoot the lights out in these three games and he's got all the attributes but I, I just don't see him bringing someone who hasn't been part of it because no. he's built no. so much so I think yeah. that list is fairly fair um, but there is room for him to change minds and if someone you know someone comes in and starts this preseason slowly you can you can play your, you can play your way there are examples over time of people playing their way out of it people playing their way into it we, you know there will be but injuries along the way as well I think do you know what the, the, the good thing for him and I feel like this is a bit of a safety net in, in this and I, I completely agree with you and I'd add to that I would think this is it's a really dangerous time to be picking someone Unless it's like a you know like a young kid or someone someone that's you're going to go on Jesus guy's unbelievable like he is just play, he's training the absolute house then and you might have some old codger in the same position you go this guy's lost a yard or something it's it's a really dangerous time to be to be making those close calls on someone that actually you had in your setup because mm. you know the setup is happy you know what the guys are given every day in training. I, you know, you know, loads of these things that are kind of intangibles with someone who's coming new into it, um, and I think, um, provided there's not some kind of drop off in a in an older player 
Um, you know, I, I think he should stick with what he has. It's a real, I know it's... it's, it's but, but if Osborne's like surging, like if he's the best player in training every day, he's got such energy. And I, I think I'm he's, just I think an he's for the next one. And, 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 but if he's really in form, and say Keith Earls, you can see that maybe it's just... Well, that's, it's that's like, what I'm, that's, sorry, that's the situation go, I'm saying. Like, does that bring, does the bring in the kind of cult, the guy who's like unbelievably talented, young, you know, would have played more with Leinster last year. Like, do you back the, the form? Sorry, just, and, but that's, and, you're and saying give, exactly what I'm saying. And also a message to the squad going, yeah. It doesn't matter what you've done in the last four years. But is I'm that not what I'm saying, Rudd, though? You're it, saying it, the opposite, though. No, no, I no. pick the old guy. No, I wasn't saying pick the old oh. guy. I was saying unless there is some kind of old, you know, like a younger guy right. that's like shooting the lights yeah. and there's an older guy who's not performing. Do you know what I mean? You can see yeah. he's lost a yard or something like that. That's, but uh, and I think, other than that, you shouldn't do yeah. it is what I'm saying. But I think I think worth considering when you're picking squads, well, from my opinion anyway, is if there's someone who's maybe marginally performing better at the time than someone who could conceivably make a much bigger impact, over the course of the tournament, I think you need to go with that person. So Devon Toner, for instance, perhaps he wasn't hitting his straps in the warm period, but he was going to have a much bigger impact at that World Cup overall. But he's never liked that. John Klein. You need to know like the personalities. Like John Klein played at that World Cup. But you need to know the personalities. Like you need to, that's, that's my mind. If you knew, if you knew Dev, you knew that, like Dev is never going to train the house down. Like he's six foot 11, like he, he lifting, he's not going to be making bench press records. Like, you know what I mean? And, and th or things like that. He's not going to be doing those things, but you had to play him in. Every year you play Dev in. And after two or three games, he, you know, he used to, he used to hit, hit his straps and he was, he never got injured. He was super fit. He never, he didn't have to be that strong because he's such a big yeah. body. Like what a bad mistake. It was such a crazy decision. It was such a bad mistake. You know, I, I remember like. Well, it's uh, funny, John uh, Klein is like far more deserving now of being involved in this World Cup squad, I think, than he was. I actually yeah. agree with you. Yeah, like, uh, it's actually that shocking squad. that he went. We haven't touched that, but that yeah. is shocking that he's able to change back to South Africa. That's really poor, you know, but that's, look, that's let's not get into that one. It's shocking though. But um, yeah, look, I think it, that's, I, I would be, I think they're in a really strong position. I, mm. I think we're all in agreement on that. I think he doesn't have to make wholesale changes unless he sees some massive regression, um, you know, in, in someone, which I don't think he will. I think the likes of a Keith Earls, he looks he looks fit to me. I think they wouldn't have him in, like, and they wouldn't have brought him in having not finished the season unless they really think that he's performing well. They, love Earls. they want him they, to get 100 caps. No, they want the, they want him, they no, want him there. No, he adds value. value. And he's he's no, he's adaptable. No, they definitely value no, I, him. I, I, think, value I think Earls is going to go. He's got good skills. I, I, think, think, go. I think he will go. because I think If well, he was on 95 caps, I'm not sure if he'd be there. I think Annie, even, I think Annie Farrell Oh, has that, undying has I think Andy oh, Farrell I don't, I, he doesn't give out cheap caps he, he won't get him to 100 just because, because he of, can't I, no, I, sure. no no I'm Farrell's, not saying he shouldn't be there saying, but I do think that I definitely think that I know he's a class player and he's a better defender no, he is than a good player he's also, saying, I think he's an example to the way he trains the way he carries himself around the place Farrell loves him I think Farrell but he barely Farrell played rugby last season hmm Sure. No, I, I yeah, appreciate that. But I'm this might not, be perfect. Not, He's in the Sexton category. Like, if you're really under capper, like, do you need to play? How many games do you need to play? But that's what we're talking about. Like, someone who's there who hasn't played any really any rugby. Like, on form, he shouldn't be going. Like, but he's got. He's ah, but he's been he's, in the setup. He knows the setup. He's been. He's been in there. He is one of those people that I agree falls into the category. We're going. Jeez, how is he, you have to look at how he's training versus how one of the young guys oh, is he, training. But he he is a better player. Dan Stockdale there's no doubt about that and, no, and like, the World Cup's in France so if he breaks down you know it's only a short flight someone to get someone out, over yeah. so it's not a big problem but like I do think Earls has earned this through his behaviour around the like Farrell well, he's a brilliant loves, player yeah and he's, he's, all, he's also so, him in anywhere. so important to that culture but you can like, plug him in anywhere. You can play anywhere. If you're really stuck, if you have a disaster, he you can go right. We don't have to bring someone and, in who hasn't trained. With and he's never let weeks. Ireland down either. Like so nah, in, in nah. his time. But I think like I I, I don't think he'll go if he's not fit. But I think if he plays well in the, I, I expect him to probably play this weekend if he's fit. Now they had Conway in and they had Dermot Barron in. So there's 
They say that they say but everyone's fit, but what, I never believe them. What happened with Andrew Conway? It's like it's like the stock, it was a stock away from like two years ago when he, he had a, he had an injury, but then it was never really talked about. And then all of a sudden, he just never played for the entire season. It was exactly. I know like he had a really he had a bad injury. Was I was talking to him a few really, times. Yeah, I know I met him at sadly at funerals, but like uh, one or two things like that. And he, uh, no, he, no, he was, was yeah, it was a bad injury, injury real yeah. bad injury. Yeah. So he, he, he look, he, he's not obliged to to share the information with anyone. You know what I mean? But it was a bad injury. So I think it's it'll be good. He'd be a big addition to. He was hoping. I mean, we spoke to him. He's only back a bit sooner. URC he? launch, and he, he was hoping to come back during last season, but obviously they just took took took. He a, spoke took with the launch of the URC. Yeah, well, the so URC like launch was, was in the middle. Yeah, of, yeah. was in the middle of a match week, so they sent over a lot of injured players. Okay. But they all gave great interviews. But he was one of them. Maybe that's and, why I was so confused because I was. Like, and he did yeah. say he was quite optimistic about coming back, but obviously, like they, they don't rush these things. But it, it was great to see him in training with Ireland, and like when he left off, when he did get that injury, he was a, quite an important player for Ireland. So um, he it was, was starting. Yeah, he, he was. Started no, Six Nations. He was a key, and I think it was. I thought was interesting to draft him in, but it just suggests that maybe. It's not there now, but that they haven't maybe, forgotten him. I think they haven't yeah, forgotten him, and also yeah. maybe there's a and few. He'd be, he'd be good not. in there. He's a good trainer too. He's a good guy. He's a good fun to have around the place, and he's a good, he's a he's an excellent player. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and you probably want to have a look at someone like that. I think you're right. I think he was. I'm not sure he'd still be starting there, but he he's, he was very close. Was, if he was fit, he would go. I think. Oh no, he would definitely yeah, go. He, he, Sorry, yeah. he was he playing go. really good rugby again. Nash is someone who came in, who comes into it in incredible form from the end of last season, but I think. Conway and Earls have huge men of yeah, stock. It's just bank. a and that's the way far. That's the way far runs Daly. it. Like I'm Shane Daly. I'm sitting at home. Oh, I'm like, Shane Daly. Oh, but he's like, Shane I started Daly. from Munster. Unbelievable. Was injured and didn't really play much, and I'm sitting at home now. I know. I know it's. He played Peter a role. His body he did play a role in the final. Earls came on. Was good bench. in the final. Yeah, yeah he was, he was good. Yeah. So ah, uh, look, I think. We, this is the way Farrell runs things. I and look, know, we're yeah. always guilty. You're, you're right to challenge it because we're all, sometimes we're all, I'm, I'm guilty of sometimes when the coach starts doing these things, you kind of go, well, that's the way he does it against Grant. But I do think he has proved to be a very good selector over the years. And and this policy of um, wrapping, of, 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 he does have a hierarchy of senior players, which I've kind of railed against at times that they're kind of, they're almost, he has dropped them. Like he has, he has he's had them in squad. You call them a cartel. Like golden of, circle or something. <laughs> yeah. A cozy well, like, cartel so, of senior yeah. players. Well, like it is, but but he, he, he they're the officer class and, and Earls mm. is part of that officer class. He'll always have them in a squad. He might not pick them. He, like he's proven, he'll go with the young guy if he's in better form, but he'll always he's have them in a squad. He's introduced lots of guys too though. He has. No, he has. You he's know. done it really well. Like the thing no. about Ireland is you don't have the luxury of being able to just, like it's not like New Zealand in terms of the resources or France. You know what I mean? Where you can kind of swap guys in a brilliant player for a brilliant player. Like you have a couple of guys, as you say, your officer class or whatever you want to call it, but they're those people who've produced for you for a long time and it does pay in a place just to have guys you know you can rely on who understand the game. Like there's the, those guys who are in that group are also very smart rugby players. You don't always get that with brilliant rugby players elsewhere. I think it's they're they're, they're the nucleus, the, the the brain power that's that's there. Um, you know that's been driving this team for for a long time. You know I think they're probably right to stick with it. Yeah, no. To be fair, Andy Farrell, his selections have by and large been very very successful. But I did think there was some some head scratchers in the training squad, and I know he's had a lot of success, but. You know, coming into 2019, you would have said the same about Joe Schmidt, and then all of a sudden things started. The Treadwell so, one was a bad one. I, I, well, I, yeah. I thought, like, look, I, I'm. Well, I look, I, I just, I was smiling to myself. Like Jean Klein and Ben Healy could have very good, very big impacts yeah. in Ireland's World Cup. You know, an out half from Tipperary and a touch at the weekend. He's oh been very, playing very well. The kick was good. Yeah, and, yeah. and Klein, obviously, look, I, I, I agree. Like, I don't think there should be transfer market international rugby. We've, we've but been over certainly not outside before. the Pacific Islands. Yeah, like that's but, where you're trying to go. Right, they have brilliant. It's a real anomaly though that Klein ended up playing for Ireland in the first place you know, and, that, and then is able to switch back but like the fact that he could come back to haunt him when they could have selected him I asked Paul O'Connell today brilliant as well. I asked O'Connell today like you know was he was he available you know had he, had he kind of told you his, 
that he's gone back to that. No, they, they could have, if he picked, being picked for Ireland, he would have played for Ireland this World Cup, but they didn't pick him. So Razzie, get, and Razzie just, well, it's a double I mean, Razzie's just moving and all sorts of things. He might have to leave Munster potentially now that he's no longer Irish qualified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I wonder well, if he I mean, damaged he's, that. Yeah, he's got Springbok caps now. Like, you know, he grew up in South Africa. He wanted to play for the box. He's, he's playing for them twice. He might play for them in the World Cup. Which is why he should never have playing for Ireland in the first place. Well, I think, <laughs> I think it validates a lot of what, what's been said in here over the years that this whole thing undermined yeah. international rugby um, and some people are still really happy for John Clark like, I don't begrudge the guy like he's playing supporters. for his own <laughs> but like he's playing for his own country I think he's probably much prouder doing it than of he was he in the first place but it's it was the, been the first he's place. The, the, I, I think that the rules yeah. the five year is better than it was well, I, but I, this, and this will never really well, this like, is an anomaly it'll never happen it's again. a pertinent yeah. rule for this World Cup because you look at the Tonga team a lot of people have been sharing oh, it yeah. recently that's like, great we know that, that's yeah. what it, it that's is until Ireland play yeah. <laughs> no but sorry you need they play some all in the warm up two weeks before and they're going to be locked and loaded rugby needs yeah. you can't just oh, have like, like two teams who are oh, yeah. like going to win it you need like this one actually has about 100%. three or four teams who have a good chance of winning but even Tonga getting those marquee names back like the people people come to the match people would go I really want to see that where everyone's talking up Tonga they're going geez actually like we need to make sure we win that I think that's such a dangerous fixture for it's a for dangerous fixture for Ireland and, and, and uh, but Ireland got them first and I think that's yeah. really Ireland's fixture is actually like very very bad in terms of like if you could map the two week gap the two week is good the two week gap is good although if they lose to South Africa and you have a high pressure two week build up to the Scotland game that's going to be quite intense but look they should be well, well able you have for a potentially bruising Tonga fixture the week before South Africa yes. as well which is an ideal no, might, yeah. might be like the only thing is if you play well, like Tonga then Romania they're very fresh and they've got a seven day turnaround in all the weeks I like I like a physical one before South Africa. Yeah, Provided yeah. you don't come out with absolutely war torn, I, I do think the RFU player management system has made us all a bit soft, and I think you need to you need to be able to play games week yeah. on week to get through. It's a like wrestling lads for wrestling lads in the in the quarterfinals. Like you just but don't this do is what it. the player yeah. management system is for. It's so they can literally get to a World Cup. Is that not what it's made for? So but then, or, but yeah. do you build up the, an endurance or a durability for uh, for a World Cup? That is the other question you got to ask yourself. Do you by not by not playing by not training or sorry by not playing really as well? They're always training, but by not doing those things. Um, you know, do you, do you lack a durability to go? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You, th- you got to go eight matches. You know, can can you do it? Yeah, no, I think I think it's an argument. Like it, it well, works. Ireland have never gotten near that. Like so, we, no, we don't even Ireland, know the answer. To but it. The think RFU, about Ireland at the end of a Six Nations, they are they're usually ravaged. But I think with the RFU's business model, like, the World Cup is a bit of a bonus, and it doesn't really contribute that into the coffers. What the player management system does is it keeps them comp- competitive year on year, winning Six Nations, winning you know competing for Heineken Cups, you know, and URCs, and it keeps the players in Ireland. So that's what it's really about for them. Whereas for us on the outside, it's about winning the World Cup. Um, But I think there's a better chance, even though the draw is horrific. There's a better. They they built it better this time. I think they're they're and Farrell. I think Farrell's taken so much so much of the bull away with from this team and the adversity stuff that we've talked about already. They're ready for it. I mean, they could still come across a really good team in a quarterfinal and lose it. Uh, it's no shame. There's no shame in that. There, I don't yeah. need to, like the quarterfinal. I, like, we, have to be real, we, have, we have to be yeah, realistic we, about what, what, what. Like, let let's get there first. Obviously, it's a tough group as well. But like, we've got to be realistic. Like, that'll be if we if we can get by that because it's likely, obviously, nearly nearly 100 is going to be France or New Zealand. Like, we've got to be realistic. It, it could still if, if that's a tight match, we can't. Cane them. We should not cane them for for a big like yeah. we want a performance. I think at a minimum, and we're hoping that obviously we get over the line. This yeah. team should be able to and get four over the line. Four years ago, and like fifteen was so weird. Like so, fifteen was yeah, you know, it was was a record defeat. But like it was the way he came back after a bad start with all the lads missing, and then I think Congrats just ran out, then ran out of steam. Like that was it, it. That wasn't as some poor selections, I, pretty much. Yeah, as well, well like, leaving, leaving that aside, super sub over there. Yeah, but didn't back. But apparently, five brilliant players. Yeah, like out of the team. 
Like that was a big. Yeah. They, they got ravaged. I think he worked so hard like, to get back. To, to lose by twenty over twenty points, even with the players missing, was still like realistically that's still very very. Poor. You can see all the tries in the left wing first half, and then <laughs> the, and then when the the right wing once you sort out the left wing, you, you could see the other try second half. So, but I thought four years ago, <laughs> I thought four years ago was was off. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think my my player ratings reflect that. But like it was it was such a bad performance in the quarterfinal. Like you built such a big cycle around. I just hope this time that they do themselves just as determined. And that might mean going out in the quarterfinal, but if you go out with a close game, a bit like, you know, there's no shame in that one. No shame obviously, in. We obviously think we have, the, we certainly have the ability to get by it. This is the first time I've ever actually thought Ireland could win the World Cup. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've never gone into any other tournament. Even like in 18, when Ireland were playing well, I thought, oh, you know, they could get to a final, potentially New Zealand would be probably too strong. But this time I think Ireland playing at their best, I think can beat every team in this tournament. I wouldn't have I said that, that ever I before this. And actually, I think, funnily enough, I think the New Zealand match... Delete that clip if something goes wrong. No, no, you're right. You are, no, sorry. I actually agree with you. I just wonder, is it too many big ones in a row? Like, you know, that, that's that's my one worry about it, you know. But, and and it's it's only in rugby that you would get this kind of crap draw with your top seedings Three all years on one side, one side and the draw, like, you I mean, that's ridiculous stuff. So it's disappointing that after a brilliant, you know, run into the but World like, Cup, we have could, this terrible draw. You could look draw. at it like this. It's a tougher quarterfinal, but then it opens up a potential semifinal when you're playing the weak side of the draw. So like probably against Fiji. Swap it around and say, okay, we could have had an easier quarterfinal potentially, but then you would have had a diff more difficult semifinal. So you, you're going to have to play these teams it, yeah. it, anyway, like if you're going to win. Uh, and Farrell... I'd rather be Farrell. Building, was, I'd rather be building it up to. Oh, so would I. I'd rather be building it up to. It, Absolutely, but like far, I remember Farrell the day to draw. He did a Zoom call because it was middle of COVID, and he, and everyone was like, "Oh Christ!" You know, like this is a disaster. And he was in the way that he was. He goes, "Oh, how exciting is that?" Because that's the way he, he'll frame it. And, and well, it, that was I when think Ireland weren't even gets, good, wasn't it? it was well, like, they were kind of, <laughs> that's when I was like, what is this guy talking? He won't but, even be there, Andy. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, well, <laughs> best to look to the next guy in. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. like that's how far they come. But like, the, yeah. but I do think that yeah. he will frame it. He will, and because he's been through it as a player, and he's been part of a bigger nation who who went into a World Cup in terrible form, got hammered in the first game, and got to. I know he wasn't playing, but he, they got to a final. He he knows that if you can get it right in the tournament that you can get there. He's got such experience at World Cups. He's played in loads of them in rugby league. He played in the 07 one. He's coached in two before. He knows everything that's gone wrong and he's been through the mill in them as well. So I do think that's, that will stand to him as well. So, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like, yeah. Ireland can win this World Cup. I'm not saying they will. I mean, there's five, five, four or five teams, four really that I think can and I think Ireland are one of them. Yeah, yeah agree. The problem is they're all on the same side of the draw. I know, yeah. It's a funny one, isn't it? Just to, we haven't really touched that much on, on Johnny Sexton. I know you touched on there his ability to come back, but just like overall him getting that ban, like it, it, will it have a negative impact? You think? You said you think it could be. I don't think so. No, I sorry. I think it could be. You know, I, I think there was a lot of frustration with how slow the process was to get started. So it was kind of hanging over quite a lot, of, a lot of his of his training. You know, which is well, I thought that was poor enough. You know, I know there were, there were information gathering, etc. But it felt like it was wrong to keep it this late to, to before they were making a decision. You know, that didn't feel right. Um, so um, I think there was a degree of frustration with that. Um, but I think he's he seemed in a great mindset. Seemed happy. Um, he looked fit to me. Um, that's a serious injury that he got, you know. So I think the extra time is no harm. is is not a is not a bad thing for someone like him. I think you know more time to get himself in shape. I think is a good thing because mentally, I feel like he'll he'll he slots back in well. You know, he's a plug and play guy at this stage in his career. Um, you know, and I think as well, what gives me a little bit of reassurance is I think the two guys below him are actually playing good rugby. I know Ross Byrne finishes on that final performance and doesn't take the drop goal. Got a lot of stick for that. 
But I, th- I believe I've made my defence in that. And I thought Crowley um, was excellent at the end of the season. I know there was a few bits, a few messy bits here and there, but generally speaking, he looked like a guy who believes in himself. And I know, I still think Ross has the edge, but I think that conversation is way closer than even I had it at the end of last season. I just feel like he grew and playing those, um, playing that knockout rugby week on week away from home, that has to improve you as a player and has to position you well um, just in your own headspace for competing over these over he, these 12 he, he, he led months to the three away knockout wins in a row like, now he did got, he got a lot of help from Healy sadly <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. Healy was good when he came in yeah, yeah. but no it's it's. I, I, I think his his, um, his capacity to spark an attack and make a break himself may just give him an edge over Byrne but right now but Byrne's experience and his big you know, the amount of big games he's played for Leinster and, and Ireland he closed out Six Nations games really well for Ireland Ross Byrne he did, did. A good Six Nations. Um, he had a very good Six Nations maybe the Italy game wasn't as impressive the one that he started but I d- didn't think I mean Italy were very good that day and Ireland didn't play particularly well as a team but I do think Crowley's um, he's got a yard of pace on him I think that's that's not unfair to, to say and, I think, and, and, and also he's I mean, he he nailed that drop goal, and I know it's very unfair, but Ross Byrne didn't in the, in, the, in the clutch moment at the end, of, and that's what like think about how much Farrell also Stock nailed the Farrell clutch conversion in the final and make Absolutely. it a five point game yeah. rather than a three point. But game. But think about how much Stock Farrell put into that uh, kick Ross Byrne kicked against Australia. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would have been in, in full admiration of Crowley. So I think Crowley, I think you're right. I think he's I mean, I, Saturday selections will be really interesting because if Crowley gets the nod, that's a sign that maybe they're going. Let's get as much experience into this guy in, in the next three weeks as possible. And let's use this to to put him in the position. And maybe Byrne starts in the bench against Romania, but they they want Crowley to be ready in case Johnny goes down because maybe they see it. But it's, it's very late in the day. You see Australia trying to play Carter oh, Gordon well, into 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 form. Like, brutal at the week. <laughs> Sorry, Carter, but like you're kicking with <laughs> kicking. Yeah, he looked. He just looked a real kid there. But this is no. the problem with yeah. trying to get a, a ten into your into your team at this late stage of the cycle. You know? Yeah, bring back Bernard Foley. Like I know he saw him play for the A's recently. He was pretty poor, but still he's more known than the other guys. But Cooper is like I. I know he's. We just have. We're all scarred by the the. I think the he, expectation. He's had enough chances at this. Like, yeah, yeah, he has. But he's he's still, their, I think he's their best bet. At he this is stage. their best bet, yeah. definitely at this stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So who who starts on Saturday? Do you think? Because sometimes it's like, it looks like Andy Farrell. Kind of reminds me a bit of Eddie Jones at the start of his England tenure. Kind of doesn't get overly swayed by club performances. Sometimes he, he likes no. what's been. Well, I think what they do in training and they've been training. And I mean, if the ball has been in, in training as much as we think it has. Or they're saying it has. Then there's been a lot. There's a lot of training ground form to go on. So I think it's whoever's I going, think he'll go going Ross better. Byrne. I think he might start with Ross Byrne. Maybe he starts with Crowley this time, and he gives Ross Byrne the start against England, and then then it's whoever going better in the first in in those games against Samoa. But like either of them is going to get twenty minutes off the bench anyway. So you're gonna yeah. we're going to be seeing them. I mean, I think will, do they split? The thing is, you have to like do you go 40-40 and then eighty eighty. That's or whatever you know 70-10, 70-10. Like in terms of the the, the splits. Of the time on the pitch, sorry, I'm not sure. I, 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 I was I thinking of my own mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but do you, do, sorry, do you give them a half each? You know, do you give them half each in the first in the in the first game? I think. You how, let, do you, how do you get them both? To no, speed I think. I think, I think you let them run the week. Treat it like so a proper let, match. Yeah, I, I know, whatever. I run think, the week. I think they are. The actual match. No, so. I think you run. I think. I think. So this week, I think. I say sixty twenty or fifty thirty, depending on their fitness. But does anyone then get a full eighty minutes? You know what I mean. That's what I was wondering. But I would have to rarely do like. Johnny Sexton even maybe no, Johnny he gets seventy eight maybe no, most a lot of other guys you keep him on the pitch uh, no, and I, well the, inter- the other interesting thing is is whether Frawley gets that twenty two jersey at any stage or even gets a start at ten because up until that yeah, injury in November match, would you? Would you, I, I wouldn't be opposed to another match well, they, they struggled to get Samoa they struggled to get that the reason they're playing Samoa and Bayonne was no one wanted to play them. So I think it was a bit of a problem being number one in the world. Um, I think Argentina were being lined up, but they couldn't get it done. 
they're on the wrong side. They're on the side to draw with a lot of the teams. Like they often play against Scotland in these games. Wales didn't fancy it. I don't think Wales Wales schedule is full. Wales playing South Africa, which is a crazy warm up game. So it's a different schedule this time. New Zealand and South Africa are playing each other in, in Twickenham the night Ireland plays Samoa. So I do think they struggle to get games. And I I guess you don't want the scenario playing like Samoa and Bayonne is a bad idea. Yeah. Did you play the province? Could you play? Could you play Connacht or something? Could you have done something like that? They you did have... that in eleven, didn't they? Yeah, did that, um, Jordan Murphy. Yeah. You just feel like you'd love remember to Hugh see. Remember Hugh Farley? Yeah, Jamie Hagan played well, and Hugh Farley wanted him to go to the World Cup. I just have a vague recollection of that in 2011. But like, yeah, maybe you could, but maybe that their training is so good. They do 15 on 15 training. Maybe, oh, maybe, maybe they yeah, back yeah, it. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I do see. They, we we normally have four games going in and we don't this time and it does feel a little bit light. Well, that's a good shout about the provinces. Like I've I've seen videos of them. They like they've they're been back bored in, in their brains. For, I'd say yeah, so. Yeah, they're God, they must the be longest preseason of all time. Like, yeah, they're the going fir- up the, walls, the first yeah. league matches is the semi final weekend. I think they will have been training from June to October. Like yeah, there's, the, there's the word is the word is they are like they're going like stir crazy. So Leinster have no coaches. Like you know, Andrew Goodman's off at Samoa and um, obviously Nienaber won't come in. So it's you know it's not nothing no coaches but the senior coaches. Yeah, Emmy Farrell yeah, stepped up and Sean O'Brien I'm sure is doing a lot of stuff up there as well but, but Emmy's very good in France he would enjoy his sessions but yeah I think it must be tough that long for the coaches even as well where, what do you game. focus on how do you yeah, focus I, know, yeah. you know? I don't know what, yeah. Do you, yeah, what are they going to be doing remember they had that fixture against Munster that was originally clashing with was it the World Cup final yes yeah. No, yeah. no, sorry, it's the opening game, the France oh, yeah. game. Oh, yeah, well, that's, that's good. I'm once you know. yeah, yeah. playing the Crusaders, so that's something to build your Yeah, the your guys that one. that's a big one. Yeah. Oh, the, sorry, it is. They're playing, there's, there's, they're playing Barbarians. Sorry, Barbarians. Okay, um, yeah. That's something they can build it around. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it is. I mean, especially for the guys like Shane Daly we mentioned earlier, who really wanted to go to this World Cup, or someone like Klein or something. If Klein doesn't make it, or if you come back from a World Cup preseason and suddenly you're, you know, you're watching the World Cup while training just endlessly week on week, but I'm sure they'll figure it out. Just to finish up, we might touch on rugby championship and we've probably seen, you know, various games and the one thing that's really stood out to me, you know, we were talking about Will Skelton earlier and the impact he's had for La Rochelle, like the season he's had, like, so he was on the go until I think June 16th with La Rochelle. He played July 8th with Australia and I think he looks Bait. I think he's been very ineffective in the games. Even the I had a few good moments against New Zealand. I think. Yeah, I think he's. I didn't think he was great in the games I've seen him. And I just. I just think that, he would have gotten like two weeks off. I think he's trying to fit into a system that he that that's not. I think La Rochelle, like Ogara signed him for a reason, and it, it it works around them almost. He's like the most important player. Whereas he's coming to this Australia, Australia don't know what they're doing. Like you look at the names on the paper on the on the page. That's a really good team on paper. They've got unbelievable athletes. But because, and they, I thought they were trending in the right direction under Rennie while not getting the results. And they should have beaten Ireland and Dublin. They got that big turning point win against Wales. Um, Nwango Nitoasi, I mm. try and be working on his name, pronunciation, because we're going to be saying it for a long time, emerged on the scene. Marky Mark. Marky Mark, yeah, he was unbelievable. And then they they, they, they sack Rennie, bring in Eddie Jones. You know, I think I, was, I share the same doubts as, as Luke has. I certainly think in the short term, it's so hard to turn a team around in that space. Uh, and, and Skelton looks like he's trying to do a lot of the stuff he does for La Rochelle, but he doesn't have the support cast with him. And they don't know, they're trying to adapt to a new game plan with a coaching ticket that's just been assembled. But, uh, and, uh, I think look, they will get better though. They will. They did a lot of good stuff in the first half. Yeah, yeah, like, 25 you know, minutes, they were, it was a good game. It, it was. was and, 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 just, and they're capable of that. Oh, and, yeah. and even the first, sorry, the first try was still... Uh, like the, I put 20 quid in Australia when they were 7-5 up and just watched my money slowly <laughs> drain as the game wore on. <laughs> May as well have put it in the furnace. No, but in fairness, the first try was a bit of a weird one off the short line out. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like there's a but few do, weird I, bits to it too, you know? So on the, I mean, I think we're more, we're obviously more worried about South Africa and New Zealand and I do wonder about the quality. I'm not getting carried away by this. Like Argentina were awful against New Zealand. Australia are still, while they are very good players on paper, there's not a good team right now. And even the South Africa team that pitched up in was it Albany for that for that uh, that test in the middle of it all? 
like there was something there was something weird going on that week. They didn't look ready. They, oh, they, you know, they, I was no, it wasn't Albi. It was it was because the World Cup was on. It didn't play it in the in the stadium in Eden Park. It was um, oh, it was in the New Zealand Rugby League. Stadium, that's where it was. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, but I did, didn't think that was a full effort by the box. I thought, I mean, New Zealand's tactics were great. They won the aerial battle. Like, it was very impressive. They look sharper, though. They're and they do look sharper. Hands. Yes. That, that's the big thing that's, that's sticking it's out. It's very early to be sharp. Like, you know, and you, I said, it's after the handling doesn't matter if you're like, that's you, true. You and Talay has added a new dimension to their back three. Their front row was really good compared to what they were. In way last better. Year. Way better. That's where Ireland had a marked, like, they had like, there was a different thing. Yeah. Like, we were kind of going. a different player now. Jordy Barrett at 12 works, you know, and look, stick with Mwanga. Like, don't yeah. Just, just do what they're doing. The, the issue for them is whether what they do with Barrett. Like, what, they, they bring in. There's a lot of talk in New Zealand media about bringing in um, uh, Chiefs uh, Stevens, uh, Sean, Sean, Sean Stevens. Stevens. Yeah. Um, I, and I think like it's probably a bit late for that now. That's yeah. it. They're, they're stuck with Barrett. Like there. You've got Will Jordan can play 15 as well. Yeah. You know, Will Jordan. He's, he's is, I like Will Jordan at 15, Isaac. but I think they're going to pick him on the wing. I was listening to Jeff Wilson talking about. Maybe that's because he's a winger himself. Mm. But he played a bit of fullback too. He reckons 100% he's nailed on for a wing spot. But yeah. I, I don't know. Like they're, they're picking up four and they've got momentum and they're playing big games. Do you like Barrett at 15, by the way? That's the big call, I think, with this New Zealand team. I watched a lot of Super Rugby this year. I don't think he's the same player. I would have him along starting ahead of him in a half and I wouldn't. I might not even have him. I might have him on the bench as a sub out half. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, they look like, good with him on the weekend now. No, here. Oh, like, I think he's highly... And he, he opens up the pitch the very, for you. The last three games, I think he's a leader in that group as well. He's so fit still. He's fit. I think he can have a good World Cup. I don't think he's the same player he was in 15 when he was... Like but New Zealand aren't the same I don't same think team. he's a good enough fullback compared to the other fullback options they have. Will Jordan being one of them because if you have Jordan on fullback, you could have Clark and that, that But the kicking game is nice for them there. That's yeah. a nice, that is a nice yeah. thing. Finding Unuku as well, who yeah. and the second know. second ball player as well, you can step into. Nice. I know Jordan can do that as well to, to a degree, and also like and his brothers there as well. Like the fact that the three brothers are there, there is a. A good relationship there as well. I think himself and 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 um, Jordy play off each other well. So, but I think they're coming in pretty hot. But I don't think Ireland and France who I still think are the two best teams in the world right now what do you are, France are massively unsettled France are the worst we, we, I, I 100% France. I'd much I'd much rather get New Zealand in that quarter one that's a, that's a that's you never think you'd ever say that but I still think I'd rather get them and they have to spend an awful lot of time in camp with a coach that's been replaced after the World Cup and I still think that dynamic is very weird yeah. you know, it's a little unusual bit of Vera, for them. we're watching the Vera Pouting play out over in in, uh, in Australia right now they're a long way from home it's been a. It hasn't been a particularly happy camp during this World Cup cycle. They're all way excited to get Robertson in. If they thought, like you know, I've, I'm I'm just giving out about Eddie Jones coming in at the end of the World Cup cycle. Like they were right to kind of not make that change till afterwards. But I do think it undermines his authority to some degree. Look, Joe's hands are all over it. Yeah, you know, and he, even there. the fact that he's looming over them in the in the press. In, in the, but I think the, the ball handling, just even their rook work, looked yes, really good yeah, in the weekend. The rook, the rook work. That's what O'Connell was. We asked O'Connell today about the the, the rugby championship. He was like the rook. It's all about the rook and the way it's been interpreted and stuff. So they're they're accurate and they're kicking game. Like they, they look well. But the handling that you will mention the handling. That's a big thing with Joe. They were so like. poor against Ireland in the three tests. The, so they, were, they were hitting them like the ball was going yeah. behind them. They weren't hitting them in and stride. Now they're, they're but they usually still catch them. Will yeah. I can't remember New Zealand team ever going past that set them apart for so long. Under yeah, Hampton always. and Henry, they were just, geez, it yeah. was ferocious. Like, yeah, that, that looked really on. One thing I want to ask you about, about is France and New Zealand's schedule. So they play each other on the opening night. Then they have Italy, Namibia, and I think Canada potentially. You could be wrong on that. So like they don't really have another proper game for I think it's six weeks. Uh, well, Italy will give them a game. It's okay, not. It's yeah, not. Like, it's not well, a main, on, like, like I think Italy are better than, than they used are, to be. Like, and Crowley's a clever coach. But you're right. Yeah, it's a very different I, schedule to what Ireland would be when they. Very similar. It's very similar, similar to fifteen. So New Zealand played Argentina, Argentina the opening first, weekend, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. both of them could basically rotate their squad through, and both of them could turn up at the quarterfinal and produce really good performances. So that's the danger: is Ireland will have 
like Ireland, the ideal thing for Ireland is they win the first three games and they don't have to beat Scotland that they can get out of the pool either way and they can maybe rest some players or you know if there's anyone struggling that they can kind of use Scotland as a, as a leapfrog I think the problem for Ireland is if they lose South Africa or Tonga but more likely South Africa they have to beat Scotland then they go full bore and then you're into a game against a team who's been able to kind of just time their run for it and we saw in, in 19 New Zealand left it all out there against Ireland and then couldn't back it up against England the week later and then England couldn't back it up against South Africa. So it is really hard the, to The no-match thing is, is probably more of an issue for them, um, I think, for, for France than it is for New Zealand. Because mm. I just think, with, if you think about the different schedules, it probably suits New Zealand having played more competitive rugby more recently than, say, France, who I'm sure would be dying for... Like that, Obviously, they have that big opening match. They can build up towards that, prepare like that's their quarterfinal, really. Uh, you know, like they can kind of emulate that setup, that intensity that's required in that one. Um, but I just wonder then, would you you'd, you'd want one more hit out, I think, just maybe even if it was two weeks or just a big one, Maybe Italy does give you that. It's a potential banana yeah. skin for, like for really, uh, more more so for France than New Zealand. Yeah, I think New Zealand I, puts a bit of sort. Derby and I, I'm, yeah. you know, I look France are high quality. I don't see them losing to Italy, no. but I think it. You know, again, like if 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 France loses to New Zealand in the first game, and I'm not sure when they play Italy. I haven't looked into that. Italy could but make they, that a contest though, and make, it is. Well, I mean, it's, it gets it, very it, nervous for the host nation exactly. if you've lost your first game. Like, well, just there's massive pressure point, on yeah. France. As good as they are, and I do make them the favourites, and I do think they'll win the World Cup. There is huge pressure on them. I wouldn't be surprised if they did not crack up necessarily. Early, but the expectation to win at home it's been building towards this since Bernard Laporte you know put, put the mm. whole kind of bid together whenever that was you know a number of years ago <laughs> the less said about that yeah, the better we'll, we'll leave that there but it's just kind of set up for them to have a crack at it you know New Zealand opening night then they can but this of, French team is built a bit differently I know they no, still I have agree, the flair but players the but it, it, this, this well, French, we saw, we saw but, it in 15 with England like, the, the potential is there but, but this French team up. have they, they they remind me a little bit of there, there's a bit more flair than say a kind of more a South African team which is probably a bit more pragmatic than this team just generally around the kicking yeah. game etc but they have the same similarities as a great South African team where they can kind of bully you they can play a number of ways they have the fast guys to punish you they've got uh, the kicking game is very very strong the best they've the got world. that pack and the, and the defence is solid as a rock as well they're tough to break down so they, this French team is different to other teams in that they don't have to produce some kind of magic I don't feel like there's no game plan there where they have to produce some kind of moment of magic and they make mistakes under all this kind of pressure as well they can play quite a conservative game plan and still be very very effective and I would actually suggest that against Ireland that's exactly how they should play I think the game opens up against Ireland if they can build pressure and put points on the board that's how I would play Ireland but, but they have the magic as well they like have we the magic saw they need Mack in the top 14 yeah. final you got, you've got DuPont there who can just create anything yeah. you've got um, they have both but they don't need to do that against Ireland well, we against were, Ireland we were, that doesn't suit them we were talking about Leinster hangover vis-a-vis La Rochelle what about like, a French hangover versus Ireland like Leinster mm. have smashed to lose two, three years you know in, in a row France I think even France losing in Dublin to Ireland was obviously a little bit dam- damaging but like the way they played in Twickenham just that, that washed oh, all information, that away the you know? information they got from that from yeah, that even game. That, that's game. why I'm saying yeah. that game plan against Ireland they is... and Ireland have done everything in this cycle they've beaten everyone they've won a Grand Slam each They, I thought they eased off in the Six Nations they weren't at, the, at full bore but when they needed to be against not needed to be when they wanted to be at Twickenham they made their statement performance they reminded everyone how good they are they play in the best best league in terms of competition week on week on week they have the European champions. They have the Challenge Cup winners as well. I, I, too long yeah, like, like eight games in nine weeks not a problem for them. 
They do that. Not they, at they, all. they do more. Yeah. And, in, they, in a and they have incredible yeah, yeah, depth. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. lose someone, they just call someone else up. And it's hometown. Apart well. from Dupont, if they lose Dupont, they're screwed. But like you but know, they, everyone's they, got one. You know, they aren't. They aren't like. I don't think they've gotten their nines are nowhere Maxine near as good. And, no, but nice. I think they still have enough. They have enough. Like I still think he's a massive loss for them. But again, it's not going to stop lads. Like the tw- their twenties team was unbelievable, and they're all most of them underage again next year. Scrum half for the twenties could probably be the second or sub scrum half. Yeah, you know, he was. You have to be careful the twenties. Everyone got contracts and there was lads who just weren't year. able to but uh, look, uh, leaving that aside, I, I I just think the French thing, the information they would have if they didn't take what I took from that game is they played the wrong game against Ireland. Yeah. They, you, you've got you like playing the fast game, like New Zealand, I think, have to play that way against Ireland. Because that's just how New Zealand play. And that actually suits us. But to go and play in the other one, playing the real attritional like kind of, you know, set piece orientated game, you know, big, you know, really strong kicking game, like, you know, tactical, not too racy, not chipping the ball, not, you know, all this. That's the game you play against Ireland. Ball and play against Ireland is what, is what Ireland want. Yeah. Ireland have ball players from one to 23 and everyone can play at a quick pace for longer than I think this French team can. Whereas if you bring them from set piece to set piece, that's the way you, that's, that's how you get this Ireland team. Otherwise, I think you're giving them a chance. And I don't think they should. I don't think they should. You you and, play and what suits you. And they're at home. And that game, uh, that game, that day. game against Ireland. That's under all the games are at nine o'clock local time. And that game at the Stade de France last year, where Ireland lost and played very well without Sexton, but lost the game in the end. That was that. That's what we're. That's what we can come to expect. And also, we saw it with, against South Africa. We saw it against New Zealand in November games. That's that's the level that you have to get to to beat France. Mall, they've got everything. Box kicking, so they are. I, and yeah. I think if you look at the thirty-three man squad, they probably have the best collection of thirty-three players in the tournament. Maybe you know South, South Africa, Africa are close. Although I still don't. Unless Pollard makes a, a recovery, he's expected. To, he's expected. He still don't have a ten. Yeah, you know, I don't think Libok is, is good enough yet. I, I don't think they land without Pollard. They need Pollard, yeah, and Pollard is. Pollard would do well to get through a World Cup. I think I'd be as worried about Pollard getting through a World Cup as I would be about Johnny Sexton, even though he's a lot younger. Like he hasn't proven it yeah. probably since since nineteen, and they're in a horrible group. But you know they're going to they're and that they I don't think they can win it with just their power alone. And they have very good outside backs, and like Curtis Lorenzi is possibly the most exciting player in, in the tournament as well. So they have loads going for them, but I think Pollard is is the glue. The box are the most natural though playing that game, that attritional game plan. But then they they I always feel like they really they. They feel the chances out really well to open the game. Willie really, they punish so it with those. They always have rapid wingers, yeah. and they just put like you know one mistake. Habana's running it in from sixty or whoever it is. You know what I mean? Or, or Colby. Yeah, and it's they, they just always well, have these guys. Weekend, Renzi, exactly. Exactly. One drop ball. The it's over. Takes it's done. But like it's they have Dylan Nades and Raymond Ruler are like two of the most effective wingers in the Champions Cup, and they can't get near the squad. Like you know, it's just crazy. You know, like the, the depth that they have are, are able to call on. It's a different model, you know, and our, you know. They can they can have in certain positions they can they can um, deal with injuries in the way France can but again ten like if they lose Pollard I think they're in big trouble I don't just don't see Libok maybe in four years time but right now I don't see Libok being able to lead in the World Cup yeah I agree with that um, it, they're definitely certainly not the same challenge Valence is not I think I said the end earlier Valence is not he's a bit of everything isn't he he's, he's a, a really f- good he's rugby 15, player yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not a, yeah, he's yeah. not a, he's not a World Cup ten yeah yeah I agree. Well, we've done about an hour. I think we could do another hour. <laughs> yeah, you could keep going. Yeah, yeah, next week. Ball. Yeah, blow the final whistle. Uh, I'd like to thank Luke and Rudd for joining me this Cheers. week. And our first left wing back of the new season. We'll be back next week with another podcast looking back on the opening World Cup warm-up game against Italy. In the meantime, you can subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or listen on independent.ie. So until next time, thanks for listening and goodbye. This is an Irish independent podcast.